Hello, and welcome back to SAS Stories and Sarcasm. We're your hosts, Brian and Mary, and this is episode 126. Yeah, how are you doing, Brian? I'm doing pretty good, Mary. There are some big developments in my life as of recently. Uh, basically, uh, well, I've been looking for a new place to live uh, since my lease is up. It should be up mid-March, but it looks like it might be up uh, late February because of some weird... Uh, paperwork but we're working on that right now but uh yeah so i'm looking at a new looking around for new places to live uh you know just to save a little bit of more money and uh you know this coming year i may want to get a car so i'm gonna have to find a place with a garage and i think i found a pretty good spot it's uh it just happens to be across the street from me yeah yeah <laughs> so mary mary has a uh like one of her, her apartment complexes has uh, like a sister apartment uh, building and they have a lot of uh, open spots. So I was looking around and you're like, Mary's like, Oh, look at all these. They marked down all these prices uh, over here. So mm -hmm. I, I just take, took a look and I'm like, Oh, wow. I can get, you know, access to a gym, which is closed right now, but I could get access to a gym, access to a parking spot. And then roughly the same amount of square feet as I currently have a little bit more actually for a less or a smaller price per month. So I'm like, Heck yeah. Uh, so I- And a better location. And a better location. Uh, yeah, my current location- uh, You're on a busy street. Yeah, you can. I don't know if you guys on the podcast can hear cars going by, but uh, I definitely can. And uh, that's no fun. But uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking to that paperwork right now, starting to sign some stuff. And hopefully by the end of, by the next podcast at least, uh, you'll get good news on me signing a lease. And uh, move-in date should be sometime in March. Who knows? But sometime in the March. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's super exciting. And that's pretty much been consuming my entire week. Everything else has been uh, pretty standard. Uh, anything interesting for you, Mary? Yeah, so I went on a walk with Hannah this week, um, this over the weekend. And we hadn't seen each other since, uh, I think, early December, maybe November. Yeah, yeah I think November. And we, so we exchanged Christmas presents and we ended up getting each other the exact same presents. We both got each other a plant. We both got each other the exact same um, uh, sun catcher from a Seattle local business, which is wow. so funny. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I also finished my paint by number this week and it turned out really good. I'm going to hang it up somewhere in my apartment after I get a frame. Um, and I started a new craft. Uh, my parents gave me a KiwiCo Maker Crate craft subscription for Christmas. So I'm starting one of the craft kits, uh, stenciled book holder. I also renewed my lease. And so if Brian does in fact decide to move to the, the same area, then we will be neighbors. Yeah. So very exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Also this week, we want to give a quick basketball recap because, you know, that's two of the seven days of the last uh, seven days were basketball nights. Um, and so on Thursday, we played Pepperdine. The ending score was 70 to 95, although the first half, it was honestly so much closer than that. Uh, and I was like, this is Pepperdine. If we can kill BYU the weekend before, why are we so close to Pepperdine? But we pulled off a win. Um, and then on Saturday played St. Mary's and we won 73 to 59. Um, and again, Corey Kispert is the WCC men's basketball player of the week. And Jalen Suggs is the WCC freshman of the week 
for this week. So those were exciting stuff. There's no game this Thursday, but there is a game Saturday. It's against uh, Pacific. It's at 7 p.m. And then uh, you had some facts about that, Brian. Well, I'm just looking at their their record right now. They're five and one, which is, I guess, a pretty good record, you know, only losing one game. But it looks like they've only played, you know, six games total. I guess that's, you know, COVID related. Did they uh, not play any? They're two and zero oh in the conference. So oh, I guess so. They two... only played three games that were non-conference games. Or four games that were oh. yeah, four games that were non-conference games. So wow, uh, yeah. But uh, we are. It looks like the matchup predictor predicts us to win with a ninety-seven percent chance. So, which is probably true, you know. If this is a, a home game and not that, you know, not that home advantage. and away games really matter anymore because everyone just has the cardboard cutouts. Exactly. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe those cardboard cutouts inspire our uh, SAG players and uh, they better. I'm game. in there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> also, what happened this week was uh, the CES, the Consumer Electronics Show um, this year, obviously, it was all virtual. But we did want to go over some of the new inventions and new products that were, uh, you know, shown at the um, virtual show. And so there's uh, 14 products that we found that were interesting. Um, The first one is called Arcade 1UP Infinity Game Table. It's basically like a uh, coffee table. It's either 24 or 32 inches. And you can play more than 50 officially licensed games on a touchscreen and also do like jigsaw puzzles and stuff like that i think that's pretty cool um yeah not bad for a coffee table (laughs) yeah and they're both available uh, later this year one that i've been seeing everywhere on the internet is called the lg rollable phone now last year there were some um images online of phones with rollable displays but they actually lg actually showed off a prototype it has a roll-up display it's called lg rollable and it's probably not going to come out this year, but it's just really cool. It's the future of phones probably. So I watched a video and it basically is like a phone, mm-hmm. you know, the same size as a phone. And then all of a sudden the screen rolls out and it becomes like the size of like a tablet. And so you could just roll it out when you need it and then roll it back in and put it in your pocket and use it as a phone when that's all you need. That's pretty cool. So like, does this, the screen gets larger, I guess? Or... Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Now the next one is called the Samsung some Samsung Jetbot 90 AI Plus, and it's another robot vacuum, but it has uh, it's incorporated things from other robot vacuums that haven't worked as well. Um, it's has a bunch of sensors and video cameras, so it can uh, detect objects and. Um, it, then it empties itself into a self-cleaning charging dock, which is pretty cool. Wow, that's pretty good. Uh, wow, that is that's nice. Do you want to talk about the next one, Brian? Yeah, so we have the Samsung Smart Trainer, and basically what it is is it's a it's like a TV that it, it that has like a virtual uh, you know like instructor, I guess. And the it has sensors that will analyze your posture in real time, count your reps, and it'll basically help you with your form. And then uh, their virtual coach will help you get your best workout. Now, this so. kind of reminds me of the mirror that uh, is owned by Lululemon. It's just like a mirror that can do a lot of these types of things. So it's interesting to see that they're going to start building that into uh, TVs. 
Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see the natural progression. Uh, and, and fitness is a big thing, like especially during the pandemic, and people are conscious of that and uh, want to, you know, exercise because, you know, built up energy of, you know, not going out as much as they used to these days. But yeah, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Next up is the Mudra band for Apple Watch. Um, it's basically a replacement for your Apple Watch band and it measures electrical impulses passing through your wrist as you make gestures with your fingers. So you can control the watch with small finger movements without actually touching the watch. Um, it's actually set to ship in March. I don't quite understand though, cause like what if you're just moving your hand and you're not trying to control your watch with your hand? Um, it just has a bunch of sensors all along the watch band. Uh, I think I have to learn a little bit more about that before I understand what the point is. One that I've seen all over the internet is cold snap ice cream dispenser. Um, it's basically a countertop appliance that you can make ice cream on demand from single serving Keurig cup style pods. And it rapidly freezes and dispenses treats in about one minute. Wow. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm much a much of a coffee drinker, but I could definitely, uh, you know, take a cup of ice cream every now and then. <laughs> it, um, it costs, it's going to cost a little bit under a thousand dollars in each pod will be priced around $3, but it's still about a year away from retail. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'd have to eat a lot of pods to make, make, get my money's worth if it's a thousand dollars total, but well, yeah, it's each pod additionally costs $3. Yeah, I know. I'm saying yeah. to make up for the, the value of what other ice creams would cost. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so we got, what is this? Amphiri? I don't know how to pronounce that, but it's like a shower powder. And power. Not powder. Did say power. Power. Sorry. <laughs> Shower power. And basically, what is it? What it has is it has uh, Bluetooth audio in in the shower. That's that's basically. But the difference is because it relies. Uh, the shower speaker is a rechargeable battery, and it charges based on uh, the water. Water. Yeah. yeah. So, that, so it's like hi, like hydroelectric powered. So that's that's pretty neat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, another one is uh, alarm.com video doorbell. Um, so basically it's a video doorbell that has no button to push. You just, mm-hmm. uh, it's touchless using its own camera and AI to know when someone's arrived um, and you just stand on the doormat um, and it, that's how you ring the doorbell, which I'll, honestly, that's a good thing for COVID. Don't need to touch anyone's doorbell anymore. Yeah, and I wonder if, like it's like a facial re- i feel like it's a facial recognition thing maybe it doesn't look they never said that but i wonder if that that component like you know kind of like to me it just seems like it's a ring doorbell but you just don't have a button to press you just stand on the on the um doormat and that's it'll just how, say some you're yeah. near okay mm-hmm. yeah gotcha next up is a saint laurent uh i don't know what it's called saint laurent sir measure powered by Perso. Basically, it is a lipstick applicator that met, lets you mix your own colors. There's slots for three liquid cartridges that you can combine forces to make custom colors, which you can design on your own or on a mobile app. Okay. Wow. that's uh, And it looks like the retail price is $2.99, and that's $299, I should say, not just $2.99. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, wow. That's the most extensive... Uh, I guess lipstick applicator I've seen ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
What's um, next, Brian? Yeah, so next we have the Lenovo Think Reality A3. And it looks like these are like some AR glasses. Um, yeah, so last we heard of like AR glasses, uh, Google had some and- Google Glass. Yeah, the Google Glass. Uh, but it looks like Lenovo is getting into that market. And um, basically they have a dual uh, 1080p display, one for each eye. So this is going to be like really good graphics. Um, and it's a room scale tracking for sophisticated AR applications. So I guess things will get like projected into the room that you're seeing. So maybe, uh, and this, you know, maybe they'll you'll see like a, a virtual assistant or a butler. <laughs> Who knows what's available in, in this, but uh, AR is definitely a big, you know, evolving market. And yeah, that's something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Another one is Pocket Talk S Voice Translator. Um, it's a they, Pocket Talk has been in the two-way voice translation business for a while, but this is a portable device that just debuted last week. It translates 82 languages and shows the text on screen as well as speaking aloud. And uh, the integrated camera translates any text it can see as well. So that's pretty cool. Not as quite as useful right now because not as many people are traveling, but once COVID's done, then it'll be useful. Yeah, yeah. Trans talking, uh, translating eighty-two languages. That's that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so next up, we have the T- TCL six series eight K TV, and I'm, I'm looking at the picture of this thing, and it just looks like a giant TV. Quite frankly, <laughs> uh, so it's but it's eight uh, K. It's not four K. It's eight K. Yeah, yeah, it's eight K. So that's uh, that's quite the resolution. Um, There's no eight K content out there right now, but this. Just like when everyone was getting 4K TVs, there wasn't that much 4K content out there. Yeah, so if you're basically into this the, TV is for preparing for the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're into the best TV possible in terms of graphics, this might be it at the beginning. There, I'm sure there'll be many more to follow. But uh, yeah. Um, next is the Asus ZenBook Pro Duo. It's a laptop. Um, it's a dual screen laptop. So it has the normal screen, touch screen. And then on the bottom um, above the uh, keyboard, there's also a, uh, a touch screen. screen. Yeah, secondary screen that you can, it uh, looks like you can use a pen with. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. And it's, uh, I'm not sure exactly, maybe this is for people that like, you know, drawing their their example shows like some, like a, like a stylus, uh, you mm-hmm. know, drawing things. Uh, but you know, you could also always just use your laptop for everyday laptop use, but this definitely seems more of like a niche, like for a certain market of, uh, Mm -hmm. of, you know, what someone's looking for, but, uh, yeah, it's a 14 inch flip screen. The last product is the Razer Project Hazel. It's the world's smartest mask. Oh, perfect. Just what we needed, a smart mask. (laughs) So, uh, the gaming brain brand Razer uh, has cured your protective needs with this pandemic in this pandemic with this mask. And basically what it does is uh, it blocks droplets from reaching uh, your mouth and your nose. Uh, I'm, I'm trying it's to a, read like, what exactly so great about this, but it looks it's like a it's safe certified N95. as an N95 respirator and it features a clear barrier with internal LED illumination. So people can see you speak even when it's dark out. 
Oh, um, that's good. Along with integrated audio processing to make you clearly understandable through the mask. So this well, product doesn't come out yet, but it's supposed to come out this year, which that's a good year to come out with because we're going to be wearing masks this year. <laughs> but I just thought these were some of the coolest products. Um, there's so many that were uh, rolled out last week. But um, it's kind of interesting because normally CES is like a bunch of reporters going around and like touching, feeling, mm-hmm. using the product. But this one is more just like, here's, here's our video. list. <laughs> yeah. But still really cool. And I really think it's interesting. I'm thinking out of all of these, I'm most excited about the rollable phone and the ice cream dispenser thing. Uh, let me see what I, well, see the mask thing looks so extra. Like I do not need some high tech mask. I'm perfectly fine with my current masks. They seem to be doing the trick, Mary, you know, mm-hmm. going, uh, what is it? It's going to be like a year since, you know, COVID became a big thing around February, March. So, uh, you know, knock on wood, but these masks seem to be doing the job. Uh, the ones that I find the most interesting besides, uh, I guess the mask, which I'll never get <laughs> is the hydroelectric, uh, Bluetooth audio shower speaker. That seems really cool, you know, just because it powers itself. And, uh, I also like this, the TV <laughs> TV is pretty cool. Uh, it's always nice to see like which upgrades and graphics, uh, the 8k one. The, okay. So, I didn't know if the, you're talking about the one that had the counting your reps and yeah that's cool too but uh yeah maybe i should swap well they're all cool quite (laughs) frankly Mary. they're all i love this stuff you know seeing new technology the world is improving although all this stuff is beyond my my purchasing power (laughs) (laughs) or i yeah i just wouldn't spend that amount of money on it but uh yeah it's really cool and uh i'm looking forward to them improving on stuff For people who don't have the time to pour over recipes or fight lines at the grocery store, Home Chef offers the perfect solution. I've used Home Chef, and each box delivery has pre-portioned ingredients along with easy-to-follow recipes that make home-cooked meals a breeze. Home Chef understands that time is limited, so recipes are designed to take less than 30 minutes to prepare, from box to plate. Choose from a wide selection of dinner entree options that are refreshed weekly or add express or oven-ready meals for busy weeks. Home Chef offers gluten-free meals as well as carb and calorie-conscious recipes. Choose from flexible meal plans that allow you to order for just two servings per meal or for the whole family. You can get $40 off your first Home Chef box by going to sassstorysarcasm.com slash homechef. Shopping online can be a real hassle. You have to jump from tab to tab comparing prices and trying coupon codes to make sure you're getting the best deal. Let me introduce you to Honey, the world's most popular money-saving app and browser extension. I use Honey all the time. Whenever I'm about to check out online, I click the button and it finds me the best coupon code available and instantly applies them to my cart. Honey is totally free. In fact, the only thing it can do is save you money. Get the Honey browser extension by going to sassstorysarcasm.com slash honey and start saving some money today. Okay, so next up, we're going to start talking about the inauguration. I'm going to go over some inauguration facts from past inaugurations, and then Brian's going to go about over uh, Joe Biden's inauguration, which is happening tomorrow as of the time we're recording this. Mm-hmm. So some facts about the inauguration, about the oath, Barack Obama was administered the oath twice, actually. The second time was on January 21st in a do-over at the White House after uh, 
Justice, Chief Justice John G. Roberts Jr. and Barack Obama stumbled over each other's words during the inauguration ceremony the day before. So he's had to redo it. Took about 25 seconds, no big deal. Um, next was the speech. The shortest speech in inauguration history was George Washington's speech, which is only 135 words long. But longest was William Henry Harrison's. Um, his was the longest. It was 8,400 words. And on his inauguration day, that speech took two hours and it was pouring rain. So, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, the venue, George Washington took his oath at Federal Hall in New York City and then delivered his speech inside the Senate chambers. And then in 1801, Thomas Jefferson was the first to walk to and from his inauguration and become the first president inaugurated at the Capitol in Washington. The date, okay. inauguration day, wasn't always in January. George Washington took the uh, oath of office on April 30th, 1789. Um, in the 19th century, March 4th was written into the Constitution as inauguration day. But then in 1933, the ratification of the 20th Amendment established that the terms of the president and the vice president would instead um, end at noon on January 20th. And so the first president to be inaugurated on January 20th was Franklin D. Roosevelt. Um, and I think we talked about this actually uh, the day after election day, how sometimes uh, it took longer to count the votes. And so I think we think that's why they maybe didn't get inaugurated until March or April before. Right, right. Um, now the transition, a president whose term is ending is not required to attend the inauguration. In 1801, John Adams became the first president to shun the swearing in ceremony of his successor, in this case, Thomas Jefferson. And then uh, President Trump is also not going to be attending uh, Biden's inauguration. Right. Now, this is not about the fashion. This is the hat. Top hats were the traditional headgear of choice for many presidential inaugurations. But Dwight D. Eisenhower replaced it in 1953 with the Homburg, I don't know what that is, different type of hat, in a break with the official uh, tradition. And then Kennedy reverted to the traditional hat in 1961, but then it's faded away and not in our lifetime. I don't think anyone's worn a top hat to the inauguration. No, I, I certainly haven't seen any top hats recently. <laughs> Um, the Bible, over the years, most presidents took the oath with a hand on the Bible. Some chose a family Bible, as Jimmy Carter did. Um, Theodore Roosevelt was an outlier in 1901. Um, he just was sworn in with an uplifted hand. Um, others have their signature stamp on the gesture, like uh, Kennedy was the first Roman Catholic to be elected president. So he used a Catholic Bible. Um, basically, they can do as they want. Yeah. Um, Obama used the Bible belonging to Abraham Lincoln, and so did Trump. Yeah. Now, the dancing, I'm assuming they're not going to have a big party tomorrow, but no. the dancing <laughs> James and Dolly Madison started the tradition of a dance um, of a White House reception, and the first one was in 1809. Tickets were $4, and in today's prices, that's about $85. Okay. And then lastly, inaugurations have reflected innovations in technology and industry, um, in 1921, Warren G. Harding was the first to ride to his inauguration in an automobile. And then um, in 1965, uh, there was bulletproof closed limousines that they started using. Um, and then audience began to expand with uh, developments in technology. First with in 1845, Jane Polk, his inaugural address reached more people by telegraph. And then in 1897, McKinley's was captured by a motion picture camera 
And then Calvin Coolidge's was uh, in 1925 transmitted by radio. Uh, Ronald Reagan actually had a TV camera inside of the limo as he rode to the Capitol. And then um, in 1997, Bill Clinton's inauguration was the first to be streamed live on the internet. Wow. Yeah. So just some good inauguration facts as we uh, look forward to the 47th president's inauguration. Yep. Okay. So basically some more facts on the Joe Biden, like his, what's what we're expecting. Um, so just to recap, you know, it's been a long road for Joe Biden to become president. It took three presidential campaigns, one vice presidency at 36 years as a senator. And then, of course, it wasn't even a, a good, uh, you know, a smooth election day. It stretched into the week. You guys remember that. It was, it, it took a long time for him to get there, but he's, he's here finally. Uh, <laughs> um, come Wednesday at noon, Biden, uh, Biden <laughs> will be inaugurated as the fourth president of the United States. Kamala Harris will become the first female vice president, as well as the first person of color to hold the office. The inaugural ceremonies will start around 10.30 a.m. Um, so, and then President Trump will be still president until noon on Wednesday. And that's basically when the swearing in ceremony will occur. Biden will be sworn in by the Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts. Uh, Kamala Harris will be sworn in by Justice Sonia Sotomayor. Um, and then afterwards, Biden will deliver his first address as president, where he will be expected to reflect on uh, you know, his vision on how to defeat the pa pandemic, uh, how to build back better. I guess that's one of his slogans, build back better. And then how to unify and heal the nation. So I guess that's bringing together, uh, you know, disaffected uh, voters. Um, uh, some things that will be different than other uh, uh, inaugurations, basically the crowd size will pretty much not be there. Uh, between the coronavirus pandemic and the basically the threat of violence uh, because of the uh, storming of the Capitol two weeks ago. Uh, it's and the mayor of Washington, D.C. and the governor of Virginia and Maryland have explicitly asked Americans not to come to the event. And there will be over 20,000 National Guard troops that will occupy the central central part of D.C. to deter further violence. We really don't expect any crowd, really, except for, you know, uh, just immediate family members and, I guess, notable political people. Um, but still, most of Congress will be there. The Supreme Court will be there, along with former presidents Barack Obama, George W. Bush, and Bill Clinton. Uh, Trump will not be there. Uh, he's basically, uh, he's deciding to have his own leaving ceremony right before Biden <laughs> takes office. Um, and yeah, so he's going to be bucking tradition by refusing to attend the inauguration. That's- uh, But he's not the first president to do that. Yeah, he's not the first president to do that, but it's-, it's, uh, it's He's one of the few. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the few. Um, so he's opting to have his own send-off ceremony. However, Mike Pence and other top of, uh, Republicans won't be attending Trump's ceremony. They'll be at the inauguration. Um, the presidential inaugural committee is inviting uh, communities across the country to participate in a nationwide memorial the people who have died of COVID-19, which includes up to 400,000 Americans as of Tuesday. So this is, this is, uh, this is Tuesday when we're giving the uh, podcast. So that's, uh, that's the live uh, death count, which is a lot. Mm -hmm. 
um, yeah, so that's basically what we're expecting. There are some, uh, so this event's gonna take pretty much the entire day, like I said, starting at 10.30 and it's gonna stretch until like 8 p.m. Um, for more events after the swearing in ceremony, which happens around 12. And Biden well, I think it's his, starting at around nine on Pacific time, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but when Biden, uh, after he gives his little, his speech on how he's gonna heal the nation, there's going to be uh, a laying of the wreath at the uh, Arlington National Cemetery, and that's at 2 p.m., and that should be, I think that's Eastern time. Um, and then there's going to be a presidential escort, which basically has every branch of the U.S. military escorting, uh, basically representing the change of guard um, from Trump to Biden. And then there's going to be some celebrities are at, at 8.30 p.m., Featuring Tom Hanks, Debbie, Lega Debbie Lovato, Carrie, Katy Perry, Justin Timberlake, a whole lot of them. Um, so that might be uh, the uh, exciting portions of it where if you're looking for some sort of entertainment. But yeah, so it's going to be an entire day uh, special. And uh, yeah, I'm probably going to be watching not all of it, but some of it for sure. Yeah, I usually have a staff meeting from 830 to 930 in the morning on Wednesdays, but they're mm -hmm. ending in at nine so we can watch a little bit of it at least. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Yay. Any, any amount of work you get to take off is a bonus. Well, I'm not taking it <laughs> off. I'm just going to be working while watching it. Oh, of okay. I see. I have another meeting at nine 30, so it's not going to be watching a oh. bunch of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll talk, I'll probably be uh, peeking in, turning on the TV. It's going to be pretty much on every uh, TV channel. Um, it's also mm -hmm. going to be live on YouTube. So anyone that has the internet uh, will be able to watch. Well, unless ceremonies. people are going to listen to this the night that we're putting it out, then it's probably already happened. <laughs> yes. There you go. You could probably rewatch it on YouTube too. <laughs> but yeah. Um, we just wanted to end with another news story that happened this week. Um, actually, this has been talked about in the past, but um, this week, two representatives to the state legislator of out of Spokane Valley introduced a bill uh, to create Liberty State, which separates Eastern and Western Washington um, so basically the border would be at, uh, the crest of the Cascade mountains and the Western eight borders, of uh, Okanagan, uh, Chelan, Yakima and Klickitat counties. Um, and then the Eastern, Northern and Southern borders would remain the same. Um, and they've actually have been, this was first brought up in, I think around 2015, 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess they're making headway, um, in trying to make this happen and make Liberty the 51st state, which would yeah. be interesting. Uh, I really don't have an opinion on that. I feel like people, you know, if you have a greater amount of people that want to create a state, they certainly should. They certainly have a right to make that argument for, for it. Uh, I don't know if that's gonna happen, but yeah, well, it, it'll be, thing it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds for sure. Yeah, the Liberty Movement has faced criticism, though, because of its ties to Shia, which is linked to groups take training young men for biblical warfare and oh. armed takeover in Oregon. So, Oh, uh, well, that might deter them <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but, they, uh, it's, yeah, the bill is not, uh, does not, has not received widespread support, and it's unlikely to pass, but it would be interesting to be like, oh, I went, out of, went to college out of state. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, that, that'll be interesting. I don't know if that would, you know, I, I have a lot of thoughts on that, but I don't know if that would help them economically, but maybe they just have differing political views and they don't want to be associated with, you know, the, the, the Western part of Washington, which is traditionally I know, but that's liberal. like every, every uh, state has more 
um, liberal and conservative parts to it. So yeah, that's true. Sometimes it's better to live with each other because you benefit from uh, each other. Mm -hmm. But anyways, hope you guys have a good um, rest of your week and yeah, already halfway through January. And also I just have to say, it's been so nice. The sun is still out at 5 15 PM now, which is yeah, huge. It's not getting dark instantly. <laughs> it's still dark when I wake up and start working, but it's okay. I, I look, I asked my Alexa and she said that, uh, by January 31st, it, the sun will be up by the time I start working. Oh, did she? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Well, that's good. Alexa know be- knows best. And uh, these yeah. are the questions that I'm asking my Alexa. <laughs> that's, it's, it's, it's all, these are all relevant questions, you know. It's, it's winter is, you know, it's still going on, but it's coming to an end. Spring is, spring is around the corner. Well, don't, you know. don't say that, Brian. It's only January. It's supposed to possibly snow this weekend, so you really can't say that. Oh, I take that back. Nobody <laughs> heard that. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good week, everyone. Yep. Bye. Bye.